welcome again to Once When I Was Cool. Thanks for joining us, a weekly podcast about nostalgia and all things that were good when we were young. My name's Dave, and joining me over the internet again, because we're still not allowed to get together to record, Wee. How are you, Wee? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. G'day to Simon, our producer there, who's always always present, always there, uh, getting us out to your ears, uh, making sure that we sound good and as good as we can do. Um, joining us again, because you were so good last time, we've got Stacey joining us all the way from Canada. Stacey, how are you? You know what? I'm doing well, thank you. I had so much fun, I had to come back. Thank you for asking me. I really appreciate it. This is so much fun. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, we got some pretty good feedback, of course. We uh, we asked people if they had any uh, feedback about you from your school days, and we had a couple of uh, interesting <laughs> comments that you may have seen on our Facebook page. If you haven't seen them, have a look at our Facebook page once when I was cool and have a look at uh, the episode that was on fashion and hair. Uh, there'll be a few comments from there. But enough about that. So we, Stacey... Once, when I was cool, we used to have posters on our bedroom walls. Did you guys used to do this? I hope so, otherwise Always. this episode's going to be very brief. <laughs> Can you remember, Dave, what your first poster was? No, no, I can't. It was probably a Sesame Street one or something like that. Um, you know, I got that when I was about 16. So other than that, I know that was... Well, big. I'm going to tell you... Uh, my first poster and I can remember this vividly huge like it was one of those ones that you buy in the poster racks and it was Andy Gibb <laughs> from uh, his, his brothers obviously the BGs laying on his side wearing jeans with a satin jacket no shirt underneath so just the chest hair <laughs> showing through the jacket and, and my sister and I had bunk beds and I had the top bunk so he was right along the wall of the top bunk <laughs> My sisters had bunk beds as well. Weird, weird. Anyway, sorry, Andy Gibb was he the one that died? Was he the brother, yes. the the brother yes. that was the loose cannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe he lived in Australia for a bit. They're Australian people. They lived. They all lived in. They grew up in Australia in Redcliffe, just near where we lives. Right. I think they were born in England, though. Correct, and then moved. I think that's how. It that's right. That's correct. That is yeah. correct. Andy Gibb. There you go. Do you still? But I, I, I look. I, I was going to say um, I could do one of those poses for you now if you like, but um, oh. it might make you vomit a little bit in your mouth. Yeah. A recreation yeah, just a of the poster. Yeah. Um, all right, Andy Gibb, were you, a, were you a fan of his at the time? I take it that you were. Did you buy it or did but, someone buy it for you? No, no, I used my allowance to buy it, and that was right at the end of kind of when disco was going out and the 80s music was coming in, and he had a song called Shadow Dancing. I don't know if you guys remember the song, but I love the song, and I just, you know, that was the time before the internet, right? So a lot of times, unless you bought the album or read it in a magazine, you didn't know what these people looked like, and I, I'm going to be letting you know that I was shallow. I just bought it because of his looks. <laughs> oh, good on you. So you should have. Fair enough. <laughs> What but about yeah, you? That was my... What about you, Wee? What about do you? What sort of posters do you remember? I imagine you would have had a lot of skating posters. I, I had skating posters and I had car posters because you know I love cars as well. So it was a, a bit of a toss between. Um, I had uh, skating posters. I had car posters. I had. I think I had a couple of band posters. I had had when I was at school. Um, I, I had a girlfriend, surprisingly, um, and and her. Um, Did she know she was your girlfriend? She ticked the box. Yes, <laughs> Your Honor. When you passed, when you passed her the so note, she had a friend. Said, Will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> yep, yep. And 
she had a friend who was a, an extraordinary artist and I would say still is. Um, and like I said, I was right into um, hip hop and stuff like that. So on the album of the front of um, a couple of Ice T's um, earlier, really early albums had these look like cartoon drawings and she did this these massive poster drawings for me. And I think the only reason she done that is because she was friends with my then girlfriend, but they were laminated. They were awesome and didn't cost me a cent. But so that was my. Sounds like she was keen on you, mate. Uh, She's only human, mate. (laughs) Did you have posters in your locker at school? Well, I think in the early, in the earlier years, we had lockers in the Later years towards high school, so middle sort of high school, so um, 10, 11, 12. Um, the we final used to three just years. Have the final three years, yeah. We used to have just a, a rack that we used to just put our bags in, we, no lockers. We were, we were different. We, um, going through school um, in Australia, you mostly had desks, um, so everybody had their own desk and you'd lift up the lid, you'd keep everything in underneath. But I remember once we'd gotten into our final two years, our senior school was um, year 11 and 12, uh, we all had lockers then because we, we moved around and there weren't enough desks and they just had tables and whatever and whatnot and we had lockers then. And a lot of people did have posters in, but the lockers themselves were probably only, the door was probably about the twice the size of your standard iPad these days. So it wasn't a huge locker that you could fit a lot of things in. You certainly couldn't stuff a kid in it like I've seen in some <laughs> of those TV show, American TV shows. Um, but a few people had lockers in and then there were people had um, posters on the front of their lockers, but that was usually fairly short-lived because they got defaced pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I would or bring ones out of, out of magazines where you'd actually take out the poster and then put it inside, <clears throat> excuse me, inside the locker door and yep. tape it inside so that when you open up your locker, you had, you know, Rob Lowe or Johnny yep. Depp or whoever greeting you in the morning. Right. Going to take your word for that. We um, going back to the posters on your walls. So I I, um, I remember that it used to be a thing that you used to go into the record shops, or they eventually became you know records and cassettes or music stores. And the things you would find there, apart from anything else, is we used to have a little pad of like rip off paper, but it was probably an A4 sheet, and it had the Australian Top Forty. And had them, it would come out every week, and you'd wait for it to come out. And it was usually written, I think it was written in red for some reason. And you'd go to the yep. record shop, and they'd have them just sitting on the counter, and you'd rip it off. And on the front was all the albums, and on the back was all the singles, or you know, vice versa, whichever one you thought was the front and was the back. And so we used to go there, and I remember we used to. Um, my sisters, in particular, used to go and get that. And I'm not sure whether they used to. Uh, stick it up each week or not, but I know they're always kicking around our house and we used to go to the record shop and get them. But also you could go to the department shops because the department stores all had um, all had mu- music sections where you could buy uh, records and, and cassettes. Uh, but they also had a po- poster rack, as you mentioned, um, Stacey, and on there you, you would have all the posters either hanging or they'd be with the bigger posters, they'd be down in a concertina sort of thing and you'd flip through and find the one you liked and when you saw the one you liked, it would have a number on it and then there would be another rack next to it. They were all rolled up and they all had the number on the end so you'd find the poster that you want and then you'd go and get the poster out and you'd toddle off and buy it and take it home, stick it up. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that for sure. And my in my bedroom, like I'm talking wall to wall, it was posters and I had them all kind of organized. So to me, they looked like they were in some semblance of order there. I had movie posters. I had band posters. I had 
actor posters. Um, I took it a step further. I know you guys did an episode on uh, fan clubs. You had mentioned fan clubs. And so I, I would write in and actually a couple of times I was successful in getting signed posters sent back to me. Um, did, I don't know if you guys ever got the show Chips. Oh, the two oh, yeah. motorcycle yeah, with Eric Estrada and Larry, <laughs> yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah, well, the guy who played John actually sent me back mm. an autographed poster. I, I sent it to the Chips fan club. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. So that one was, you know, prominent because I, you kind of felt like you had a connection at that point, even though I'm sure it didn't even say my name. It probably just said, you know, Larry Wilcox or whatever. But still, it was cool as a teenager to get that and, and hang it up there. Yeah, of course it was because Chips was huge. It was a huge show. And I don't know how long it ran for, but um, it was the same formula as all those other sorts of sorts of shows. But it was great. It was. I remember when I was a kid, I loved it. So that you got a poster. I bet you wish you still had it. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, I might even have it somewhere in, you know, you have those boxes that you just move from house to house and you never <laughs> open. So yep. it may be yep. in there somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I should, I should have kept better track of it. But, you know, you go through your college phase and you forget about that stuff and, It'd be great to look back now, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's there, but yeah, as soon as I got it, it was exciting. And then you tell all your friends and then they're, you know, writing to try to get either from another fan club and, you know, one up you or whatever the case was, but it made you feel cool for a day to show it around school anyways. And I, I remember I had to make sure that I would always pull it out of the envelope. So, cause it was glossy. I didn't want fingerprints. Oh, so you didn't actually so- put it on the wall. You didn't actually stick it up. Oh yeah, I did after, but that, the one day I got it, I had to take it to school and show it off first. <laughs> nice. My the closest we've come to that is my daughter Delilah had to do a school project where they had to write to somebody about something in society or something that would change out, and she wrote a letter to our Prime Minister Scott Morrison about so I can't remember what it was about something that she thought was affecting the world, and he she actually got a letter back from him, um, and everybody I say this to say it was probably someone that someone in his office, but it's actually a pen written. Um, uh, he's actually signed it, whether or not he wrote it, who knows, but it's actually signed by him in pen or somebody that does his signature. So, yeah, that that was our claim to fame. Not as good as Larry Wilcox, I have to say, but, uh, you know, close, <laughs> close. Well, and the other thing that happened for whatever reason was being a big fan of these magazines. I don't know if you guys remember they used to have some of the magazines had classifieds in them and you could actually put in <laughs> ads for, pe- for pen pals. Yes. And I got, I got published one time in a magazine called Star Hits. And we happened to be on vacation. I was late, late my, in my late teens and we had been away for a couple of weeks and we came back into town and we had to stop at the uh, post office to get the mail. My mm-hmm. dad's coming out and he's got these bundles of letters and I'm like, what the heck? And it turned out that I'd been published and the letters had shown up when I was away. And uh, it was, I think I had put something in the ad about being interested in like Billy Idol and Duran Duran and that sort of thing and any like fans. And I think I ended up getting like close to 200 letters um, based on this magazine that I used to just take posters out of and long shot, never thought that I would ever, you know, have my ad from Saskatchewan, Canada published in there. And it turned out it was so, and actually some people in the emails, I'd actually got the big, uh, the bigger envelopes and they had sent posters of, like I said, Billy Idol and Duran Duran because I had liked them. And back then it was almost in that magazine, like a competition to get a pen pal based on that. So yeah, that was kind of cool too. Wow. That, that is cool. Did you ever write any of them back? Yeah, I did actually. And then if you, you know didn't me, marry I'm one of them, of, did you? No, no. But I'm kind of an organization freak and I felt bad that oh. not everyone was going to get an answer. So I gave some to my friends and I said, hey, if, you, if you're matched up, you can write these people and got them hooked up with pen pals. So 
yeah, early okay. organization of a kind of a fan club. So nowadays that'd be similar to having a Kickstarter that you swipe left and send all the ones you didn't have to another friend. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Pity they didn't send you money for it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was, it was really cool because I, I got letters from everywhere because that was a really big magazine at the time. And I was getting them from a lot from the United States. And there was a few from Canada, but then there were others from, from all around the world. So yeah. And again, just based on my, and honestly, a lot of those times I did buy the magazines just for the posters. So yeah, kind of an interesting connection to all of that. Nice. Did you, did you find yourself having to buy uh, two copies of the magazine? Cause I know for me, when I had the, uh, some of my car, my car posters, I had to buy because I'd have one on one side and one on the other. So I had to buy like two of them. And then if I wanted to just read through the magazines, cause some of them, they come out as just poster magazines. You take the staples out of them and they're just all posters and they fold it out and you had to buy two copies. So they're very smart doing that because you know, Otherwise, you had to decide which car you liked more than the other. But with the skating magazines, problem is you pull pull the posters out that were in the middle. You don't do them. Pull the posters out, but then they'd have the stories on the other side or learning how to do, you know, a, a, a kickflip uh, um, or a trick. So you'd want to learn that, but you want the poster on the wall. So you had to buy two of them. Yeah, too no, smart. I never. You're too much money, mate. I never did that, but um, my friend Tracy just reminded me the other day that I used to take the posters of the uh, actors uh, that I didn't feel, I guess, were worthy for my wall, and I would alphabetize them and put prices on them and have my friends come over and sell them to my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Early entrepreneurship, I guess, but... (laughs) The fact you had them alphabetized is more impressive. So I don't know if, you know, uh, like a, a Scott Bale was worth more than a Ralph Macchio, but uh, yeah. Oh, tough good. call. If you've got any <laughs> thoughts on that, let us know. See, hook into the Facebook link. Well, once when I was school podcast on Facebook, let us know what would be worth more, a Scott Bale or a Ralph Macchio circa, what, 1988? Are you talking, well, uh, no, are you talking Happy about- Day Scott Bale versus Karate Kid Ralph Macchio? Yeah, about, about 85, today. They're both still fairly handsome these days. They're both doing all right, I think. Yeah, some of those actors never age. I, and, I, you know, Rob Lowe was my favourite, so any Rob Lowe poster was off limits. Rob Lowe Lo looks better yeah. today than he did back then. <laughs> yeah, he does. And, and the other option mm. that I had too was I would trade too, right? So it's kind of like you guys as kids probably had trading cards for different things. I would swap posters so I could get maybe one that I wanted. And then that way too, we didn't have to all buy um, the same magazine. We could buy different magazines, but still get, you know, make use of the posters. So it was kind of a, you know, early underground poster trade business, I guess. Yeah, we always had, uh, we had what were called footy cards. And for for when I was growing up, it was a a, a rugby league um, heartland sort of thing. So that were big for us. And I know that, um, in the southern states of Australia, um, Australian rules football, uh, they had their football cards as well. What about you, Wee? Did you have trading cards? I remember the uh, Did you have ones who were just oh, – I thought you were going to say you had ones who were like fruit and vegetables and stuff like that. And it was actually yeah, just yeah, a sticker off, the, sticker off the thing. Off the box, yeah. No, no, I remember the, the KISS trading cards. They were um, fairly big, you know, the, the late – um, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And you'd be able to buy a packet of the trading cards from the little highway shop, used to call it the highway store. Uh, shout out to them, they're not there anymore. Um, 
But, no point uh, shouting out to them, really. No, oh, no, but I just mentioned them, so I thought I would oh, okay. copyright, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you go up there and for a dollar, you'd be able to buy five packets of trading cards and there's like three or four in there and a stick of bubble gum. It was horrible. We used to it break was, it. It's like chewing on a bit horrible. of horrible. It was, you, you would be better off, yeah, you'd been better off eating the packet. <laughs> or the cards. Or the cards. But, yeah, that's my trading cards. That's what I was sort of into and, um, um I don't think I've got – my dad used to just collect anything that there was more than one of he collected. Mm-hmm. So if there was a, a series of anything, he'd collect it. So there's stuff at home that is just uh, back at mum's place. It's mm. just well, I was, I used not to worth all, anything, but to him he wanted to collect it. I used to mainly have uh, – I had a lot of surfing posters, but I did have quite a few band posters as I got older. I remember as a younger kid I wasn't really – didn't really have that many. Um, I think I had um, – a couple of the cure. Um, I had a lot of the cult. So a lot of those sort of different rock type bands. Um, and, uh, but mainly all sort of po- surfing posters, but I remember going to the rack and looking for different ones that I like. And I remember I had a big, um, like a full size, full poster size, obviously of, um, Joe Satriani surfing with the alien. Um, you know, that red cover with the alien on a surfboard because it, it covered the two things I love, which was surfing and well, posters, I guess. Um, and uh, I had that. That was probably one of the ones I had prior to place there for for quite a long time. And then um, buying the magazines that used to buy my um, my wife Tammy was reminding me this morning that she she grew up in uh, London, and so they used to get the NME and uh, is it called Star Star Hits? What no? Uh, yeah, uh, Star, well, Star Star Hits. Star Hits. Oh, one of those Team sorts Beat, of ones. Tiger Beat. Yeah, all those sorts of ones that used to have the poster in the middle that they used to always buy as well and you take the poster out and put it up on your wall as well. Tell me, back then though, back in those days was the days before Blue Tack. Um, I, I don't know if it's Blue Tack, is that an Australian thing or do you, do you have that in Canada as well? So it's basically the, the, the gummy sort of stuff you put on the wall that doesn't take the paint off when you come. But this was in the days before Blue Tack was big or if it was big, you couldn't get it. Um, and we used to stick it on with um, with sticky tape. Did you guys used to do that with with cello tape or whatever you, whatever your Canadian equivalent is? <laughs> yeah, we well we or couldn't thumbtacks. use yeah well or the little Mac tacks I think they were called. They were they were very tiny little small yep. tacks. Yep. Um, and I that was uh, funny. I just the other day I ran across a meme talking about posters, and it said, uh, "You never really knew true fear until a poster fell off your wall during the middle of the night." You know, you get those big posters, <laughs> and I, I recall it happening. You know, it would scare the the daylights out of you. But uh, yeah, I just used the little kind of Mac tacks. And again, this is you guys are going to think that I'm totally strange, but they all had to be the same color on the posters because they all had little colored ends. So you're, you're just a female we. You really are. You're, you're just a female Canadian we because he has all these things as well. Yeah, but you should see him pegging clothes out on the line. Well, all the pegs have to be the same color. Everything has to be facing the same way. Well, and like I said, if you guys would have seen my room back then with the posters too, even the organization, you know, the way that they had to look. So and so, a little, little Stace, bit of OCD. Stacey, you said you shared a room with your sister. What did she think? Did she get a say in this? Was she the older or the younger sister? She's the younger sister. And actually, uh, we, the place we lived in, we, the, where we had the bunk beds, uh, we lived for, I think it was about a year and a half. And then we moved to a different house and we each got our own room. So then it was just wide open, right? Because then I could mm-hmm. just fill all the walls. And I also used to, our uh, Saturday newspaper used to have 
charts that they would publish, record charts, and I would cut them out of the paper and I'd tack them up on the wall too so I could kind of match, you know, the bands and the songs. And I also used to buy the magazines that not only had the posters in them, but the song lyrics. I don't know if you guys ever bought those. Um, and yeah, you had just, to get the song lyrics right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and they came with a few posters as well, but that was more about kind of learning to sing along good or bad, I guess, and, and just know what they were saying. So that was kind of a, a strange thing they just, they don't do anymore, I guess. No, if funny. you want a good laugh, if you want a good laugh, have a listen to comedian Peter Kay, uh, misheard um, song lyrics. <laughs> it's an absolute crack up. <laughs> But it was interesting when you used to buy cassettes because I, I did, didn't buy very many records. I was I was in the times of cassettes more than anything else. But if you ever wanted to look at the song lyrics, they'd, they'd have the cassette cover and as it would go in. And when you bought the cassette, it would all fit in neatly. But when you got it out and you read it a couple of times trying to fit it back in, it wouldn't fit the cassette back in because it was all puffed out and you, the, the folds weren't weren't equal. They were in different lengths. Uh, so there was a particular way you had to, to fold it. And I think that was their way of sort of, you know, getting back at you more than anything else. Yeah, that was a disaster. And I remember, I don't know if you guys had cassette cases where you'd put all your cassettes so you could carry them like little briefcases. And then yep, if, yep. if, if the, those liner notes weren't in the right way, they wouldn't fit in the little slots for the cassettes. And then you're battling to get that in. So. And then, you'd, and then you'd snap the little hinge on the cassette and it'd be no good anymore. So you'd have to go yes. and find one that you didn't like as much and switch the cases out. <laughs> one of the 50 that you'd ordered from Columbia House? Did you guys have that? I don't the, think the so. Other... <laughs> I, I, I know what you, <laughs> you mean. Guys, you, guys, you, mean. you guys glitched out there for a second. Yeah. Oh, I will, you I just carry on, on mate. You have your own conversation. We'll just fix it up later. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I was just going to say with your, your carry case of your cassettes, if you left the, the um, case in the sun, you couldn't get it back in because it would twist it, so you couldn't put them in either. So I don't know if that's what you already said, but I'm yeah, no, we won't. saying it again. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that, that would happen too, though, or I think you guys mentioned this before, just even leaving the tapes open in the car, and then, of course, the the cassettes would you go to play them and they'd be either warped or whatever the case was, so you really had to make sure that you – kept track of them. And and in some cassettes, I don't know if you guys have this in Australia, but you could buy different versions or you could get like a bootleg version. So it would be cool. The exact same thing, but it would just have different cover art. So again, you could buy, you know, say one version of, of a, a Cure album and then get another version, different looking cassette. You know what I mean? Yeah, we didn't really have that so much. I don't know that there was a population of the market. Usually where that came from was when somebody had a cheap trip to Bali or to um, <laughs> or to Singapore or somewhere like that and they'd buy a bootleg copy from one of the markets over there. Um, the other thing that was big at the time was uh, live albums, bootleg live albums that somebody usually yeah. had had somebody who was at the mixing desk or something like that would plug a recorder in and play it. And, and some of them were sketchy, some of them were good, some of them weren't even the band that you um, thought you were getting. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, having I remember having um, having the you know the live live at the LA Coliseum or whatever it was that sort of version was always what you thought made you cooler, but you could never get posters of them. Back to what we were talking about, right? Yeah, and, and well, the other thing too with posters too, and I don't know if you guys uh, found this, but when and you probably read different magazines, obviously, as guys compared to to me as a female, but I always like to look at. Um, sometimes on the posters and we had kind of mentioned it that they would have tricks but in the actor ones they would have bios like beside them or uh you know on the back of the posters too and you could find out they even had like how tall how much they weigh which when you think about it now is kind of strange i guess but 
uh, you know, just trying to get as much information as you could, because again, with no internet, this is how you found out and, and try to get some sort of a connection to these people, right? So that was the other thing about looking at the, the posters. And some of them, I remember I'd actually display on the wall and they would have like a kind of on the right, they would have all this writing like right beside it that you could, I don't know what you'd ever do with that information. Like, I really don't care how tall these people are, but they were, it was almost like a headshot with vital statistics listed there. And like a Wikipedia page before Wikipedia was a thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, Wee, did you have those? Look, uh, yeah, look, it was more on the back. It was more the posters on, on the back. So for me, you'd either have to buy two copies of it or actually read it first and uh, hope you just didn't have to go back to it because you'd be pulling it off the wall. But the other, the other trick I used to do, for putting posters on was getting the sticky tape and wrapping it around your finger so it was like a double-sided tape that wasn't a double-sided tape but it always sort of stick out a little bit and uh if you if you i shared a room with my younger brother and you know things would get a bit rough posters would come ripping down because you'd be fighting you'd be on top of him and he'd be trying to get away a, just clawing onto the posters and just ripping them down. So I had to, like, put them up high so when he was clawing at the walls, he wouldn't rip the posters down anymore. And how devastating was it when your poster actually ripped one of your favourite uh, posters and you ripped, but you uh, couldn't leave it there anymore? Oh, you get sticky tape out and put it together and you might think you've done a good job, but you always knew, you just always knew that, that uh, there was a rip there in your Pride and Joy poster that, you you know, nobody else had or you didn't know where you got it from. Or worse yet, you'd sent away for, him, for it because you'd seen it in a magazine. So you sent off, your, you put your money in it and you sent away and got it back and then you ripped it. That was always devastating or when you had the blue tack and it didn't rip through the middle, it just ripped that little corner, that little sort of half moon the sort corner. of thing up in the corner. Ah. Or a couple of times I'd go to move posters and then accidentally with the sticky tape on the back, take some of the paint off the wall. So you just yeah. hope that Which is at what, some uh, point... Yeah. Have it yeah. with the poster. And hope your father, hope your father didn't see it. Well, yeah, and, and Dave, as you know, moving around as much as, as you do living with a police officer, uh, you just... God, I hope you hide that thing and then maybe when it's time to move, you're already out of the house and then they can't come after you for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's I've, 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 I've had to cover many a hole. That, that was the other good thing about posters. They were good for covering holes in the wall that you might have made through elbows, heads and other body parts of your brother. Like the um, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. uh, but I just would have tunneled into the bathroom where I was, so that was not <laughs> going to happen. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't know if it's as big of a thing today. I don't really see kids with with posters. You know, I guess maybe because you know so much about people, you can find out in seconds, and you you know so much more exposure. But yeah, mm. I, I just don't see it anymore, and I quite like it. I mean, po honestly, posters have a lot to do with bringing back memories of my childhood, and just remembering that sheer joy of, I would even get to the point where I talk to the grocery store to find out when the magazines were coming out so that well, I could actually be there and make sure I got a copy. I remember at our local newsagents, I had a standing order for um, each time it came out, they put one away and they deliver it with a local paper. So they'd wrap it into the paper and deliver it whenever it was there. And I know I had one surfing magazine. There was one music magazine. I can't even remember what it was and Phantom Comics. I don't know whether you had uh, Phantom Comics um, the Phantom is a, just a, a 
you know, one of those superhero sort of cartoon character type things. If you remember Phantom Comics, give us an email at oncewascool.com. Um, let us know. Let us know if you remember. Sorry, we. I, I can see your face there. Um, I should have said if you've got stories about posters, but it was more about the Phantom there because you were both looking at me blankly <laughs> like you didn't know who the Phantom was. And the Phantom's one no, of my heroes. I knew heroes. who the Phantom was I'm just looking at you going we're talking about posters and going to the Phantom yeah it's my show mate I thought I had a stroke I thought I had a stroke and this podcast can go any way that Dave wants it to go that's exactly right thank you Stacey don't don't tell him that don't let him think that it's his show on that note, we're coming to the end anyway. But you're right, Stacey, I don't think posters are a big thing anymore. I know that uh, my daughter, um, Delilah, she's uh, 14 and she, the posters she has up there are these sort of motivational type ones, um, you know, the live, live, eat, pray sort of um, the motivational boost you up. She doesn't really have any band ones up there. Um, I don't know if other kids do. Um, it doesn't seem to be a thing. You certainly can't go into the, um, into the record shop anymore and buy them from the poster rack. Um, but on that note, the one thing I think we didn't sort of mention was the motivational posters that you used to get, like the hang in there with right. the cat or the girl walking or the girl with the tennis racket scratching her backside, uh, lifting it up or those ones or um, there was the a Far- or the Farrah Fawcett one. That, that was motivational for some, maybe some other ways. No, no, no. But yeah. They, yeah, but they, well, there you go. Same as the girl with the tennis racket. But I was just saying they were the classic sorts of posters that you used to see. Yeah, and you don't really, uh, I mean, you see them, I guess, in some shows now, but, uh, you know, you the one I remember was the ones that had, there was some sort of an animal, the dolphin always comes to mind, and it had, like, teamwork or, you know, something like that, and and uh, <laughs> Dave's holding up what the Phantom is now. I'm going to have to look into this because I don't know what the Phantom is. I'm going to have to look in. Anyway, sorry. And <laughs> You're talking about out, the but, dolphins? Yeah, the dolphins and the teamwork and, you know, you'd see them in, in corporate offices a lot of the times covered in dust because I don't think anybody really looked at them. But but I, I never really had uh, any of those type of posters. I guess maybe I didn't need to be motivated. <laughs> I don't think we we're of the age. I think that was sort of just that generation before us, the late 70s, early 80s sort of people that, yeah, it wasn't really for us. Mm-hmm. See, I... Um... I uh, and I think I've sent you uh, a set of demotivational pencils. I think you've got a set of yeah, they're here on my desk. Those somewhere. haven't you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, here so somewhere. <laughs> rather than um, having motivational posters, I found some demotivational pencils and I've forwarded them down to him. I've got a set on my um, desk at work as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an excellent thing to have that uh, might be might be useful for sure. Yeah, yeah they're useful in healthcare. <laughs> anyway, really carrying those around with you, but no, it wouldn't be loaning them out to people to to do their rosters <laughs> or anything. Um, so, on that note, uh, if you've got any feedback for us, if you remember posters, if you remember them fondly, if you remember the Phantom, send us an e- email at oncewascoolpodcast at gmail dot com. Head to our uh, stop putting your hands up, we head to our. Uh, website at oncewascool.com uh, all our past episodes are there you can also find our past episodes uh, wherever you get your usual podcasts from um, if you'd like to get in touch with us via facebook you can go to our facebook page once was once when i was cool have a look there let us know what you think about uh, stacy's posters and organizing uh, we're also open to still hearing about her uh, if you've got any high school photos of her and her haircuts let us know please post them up there we'd love to see them uh, Stacey, thank you again for joining us. It's been great to have you along yet again. 
It was a real pleasure talking with you guys. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's my first foray into the world of podcasting. So it's super exciting. And thanks again. And I always look forward to every time I listen to one of your podcasts, it always triggers memories too. And mostly good memories, except for the fashion ones, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, so thank that, you guys once again. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. Thank you, Simon. We anything you'd like to add? Oh, look, I'll, well, I've always got something to add, you know that. I know who the fandom is, by the way. Um, and um, I was going to say, Stacey should just give her um, other business a bit of a plug while she's on here. She might get some, we might get some more traffic her way as well. Sure, yeah. It's Stingray Television, and we're located in Lloydminster, Canada, so it's the province of Saskatchewan. We have two television stations here, CITL and CKSA. And uh, as you know, this all kind of started by when I did the television interview with you guys. And so I think maybe we'll have to revisit that once more before the, you know, when we talk about uh, the reaction to some of these podcasts and see how they go and get you guys back on, on TV and see what happens. Oh, we'd love to do it. it we, yeah, we really enjoyed it last time. So any awesome. anytime you need to listen to any of our form of rubbish, you're <laughs> more than welcome to to be involved. But uh, no, Stacey, it's been great, and we will definitely have you on again when we when we uh, when we look at some other topics. And if you've got any other topics you'd like to cover, like us to cover, let us know. Um, so, Stacey, awesome. thank you again. We thanks, Simon. Thank you. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Stacey. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, guys.